happening, but I imagine we're already <sighs> we're already in it. Yeah, we're already in it. It's, it's, it's one year. It's one year. Yeah, I I think looking back on the year, there's just been like so many conversations that I've sat in the background on and listened to or listened to afterwards and just thinking about like all the different ways it related to me and all the different ways that like a a lot of things that I I feel like right on the tip of my tongue that I'm ready to just like offload (laughs) after this conversation, you know? (laughs) (laughs) i mean i think is i i'm trying to think you know i'm on on a min i'm on a i'm on a team right so i'm trying to think who else have i ever spoken to as much as i've talked to you this year i I don't think there's any individual person because we've been on the phone we've been on a call for every week Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah, almost every, if not more to more than one time a week, but every week for like yeah, I mean that's, that's pretty that's pretty interesting. I was trying to think about that. Yeah, yeah. Because there, yeah, because I know last that August, things, I mean, it was there are things that I hear you say and I hear other guests say, and I'm like, oh, I need to share. I need to take off my mask and share this with Ashanti and and, and like, but a lot of this, but now we actually like set aside the time to do that because so much of the time is spent talking about what needs to happen next and you know what video product needs to come out next and now it's like yeah all those times where like you know like mark green said something and i'm like oh i really you know want to chime in on that and how i relate to that and it's like now it's like yeah yeah 40 weeks later. <laughs> man, man. How I mean, it went really fast. It really went fast. I mean, it feels like it's hard to believe it's already a year. And I think, and I think that, you know, you and I, when we talk about an episode and I'm like, well, that one part, right? Or you will highlight something. I'm like, oh yeah, that was a good piece, right? Like, I think having that dialogue, um, and I and I think even halfway in, I was like, "We we should get you on the episode. We should get you on the show." You know, I, I think mm-hmm. I, I don't know when I thought of it. I mean, as in terms of like being something that was, I th- like I think really not only made it, it was a good idea to do, but that I wanted to do was like, you know, I think you have great insight, and you and you've heard fifty people talk about their probably even more, but just definitely in the the structure rigid of this podcast, the people exploring their own masks, right? For whatever the reason, whatever the reason that they had their mask, whether it was told to them, forced on them. Um, I think I've been looking forward to, to getting to know you as well. So, um, I mean, on, on a deeper level, like, I mean, imagine that you can talk to somebody for a year mm-hmm. every week Mm-hmm. about important stuff and mm-hmm. still not know much about them. Like, you know way more about me than I know about you. So there's a different side of it, right? Because yeah. I'm talking about myself all the time. But but the other side, and because I'm a person, I, I because I really care about people and I really like to get to know people, I think, you know, we've had like little conversations here and there. And 
yeah. you told me a little bit about this and a little bit about high school and a little bit about this and a little bit about college. I've gotten little nuggets here and there. Um, yeah. But I, I'm takes, glad that yeah. we get to go it into this conversation. Lot. It definitely takes a lot for me to talk about myself. And I think we'll learn more about that as we keep talking. Welcome to the Taking Off the Mask podcast. My name is Ashanti Branch, and I'm really glad you've joined us. Um, you've probably heard me say that about 50 times this, this season, uh, and today is our one-year anniversary. I mean, this is our 50th episode, but uh, a year ago, this podcast began, and I'm really excited that today's guest is Ryan Louie. Uh, Ryan has been our producer, um, he's been our videographer and our editor, uh, for the entire one year, uh, when the podcast kicked off last summer during our social emotional leadership Academy, the young men, um, were testing out different things and how we were going to record, how we were going to film, like, was it going to be live or not? We were in the middle of the pandemic. There was no way for us to bring people to any studio. We don't even have, well, our office is our studio. So our studio, <laughs> our studio wasn't prepared for people to come to. And we were just trying to figure it out, like one moment at a time, like research and figuring it out, recording. And uh, Ryan has been a part of that journey the whole time. I think it was around episode 30 something. I was like, man, when we're going to get you on the show? And we decided that we were going to make this episode um, the episode at the one year anniversary um, that we would have him on the show. Um, you're going to hear more of his story. I think, you know, Ryan has listened to every episode. He's created help us uh, work with our Kelly to create the graphics and like just has been a big part of all episodes that come through here and uh, today we get to learn a little bit more about him and his story one thing I'm really excited about is that you know even though he and I talk multiple times a week um, sometimes for longer than probably the, the, the calendar invite was for um, there's so many things I didn't know about him as well and so continually, this work continues to open up deeper conversations. And and one thing, I think Brian, because he knows me pretty well, because he's heard my story and me telling my story a lot of times, he asked for something at the beginning of this podcast that I wasn't actually prepared for. He said, um, let's see if you can find words you have not used before. Man, oh man. I... I, I <laughs> I mean, I've drawn like hundreds of masks. So drawing the picture wasn't necessarily the issue. It was like, what words have I not used before or that I've just rarely ever used? And like, as I was about to start writing, I I felt myself going into pattern of like just kind of similar words. And this one was a deep conversation. And so I'm really thankful that he asked me to go there. I'm glad that we got to have this conversation. Um, and I got to share part of my story that I haven't talked much about. So in, in true taking off the mask form, uh, Ryan and I get a chance to, um, be in this conversation and take off our mask. And you may hear like in somewhere in the episode, I like jump into work mode. Cause when I'm talking to him, we're mostly talking about work. So I'm like, and I'm, I find myself catch myself from like planning for the next episode, as opposed to like, wait a minute, we're supposed to be just having a dialogue. And that's 
part of my patterns, right? My patterns of hard work and working hard and getting stuff done. And I, at, some, at one point, I almost forgot we were in a podcast interview conversation, not really interview. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Um, we are excited about year two of the podcast. I, I have, um, we've been talking about some ideas of things we want to do and, and explore. And as school, as the school year is kicking off, um, we know that young people and even our young men in our communities are going back to school. Um, we're going to ask you to help us by reaching out to some young men in your community who you feel have a story they may want to share. Um, we don't know what it's going to look like. We believe the face-to-face are going to be really meaningful and powerful this year. Um, and so we just invite you to um, reach out to us. If you're not uh, following or subscribing to the podcast, please do that. If you if you watch it on YouTube, please um, share it with someone. It's the best way for someone else to be able to see this content that you're seeing. And as we grow this, not only this channel, but as we grow this movement of masks and the Million Mask Movement, I want you to know that some really exciting things are coming up really soon. So stay tuned, stay connected. And I hope that today, as you listen to this one year anniversary episode, um, you will continue thinking of people in your life who you really don't know very well. You may see them all the time, talk to them all the time, but you realize that you don't even know who they really are. Um, Maybe you don't care and that's okay too. (laughs) But for the people you say you care about, for the people you truly have a heart for that you love, I invite you to just find ways of having deeper conversations um, that go beyond what you see on the outside. That's what this work is all about. And we hope that you enjoy today's episode. We look forward to seeing you in, in the next episodes as we move into year two of the Taking Out the Mass podcast. Thank you for being here with us. Uh, please enjoy. Okay. All right, man. Well, <laughs> oh my gosh, this is wild. This is wild. Okay. Well, here we are, Ryan. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to uh, this episode, the one year anniversary, 50th episode. <sighs> wow. Thank you, man. Uh, I'm excited to have this conversation. So let's, uh, I'll, I'll thank you later before we leave here, but uh, but let's uh, let's jump in. I'm glad you've been on the journey with us, and thank you for being a part of this uh, this experience. Uh, not only uh, today, but in all the episodes you've been behind the scenes, kind of helping to bring this together to the world. And uh, when I was thinking about Breno the other day, when I um, he didn't reply with his Instagram, I was like, this man. Uh, <laughs> And uh, I wanted to just give him a shout out for being on the first one, even before the it was called, even before it had a full name, before it had any kind of designs, before it was anything. It was just me having a conversation with this young man from Brazil, and um, and then when when I told you that we were gonna kick it off, I said, "Are you, are you able? Are you willing to be a part of it?" You say yes. So thank you for being a part of it, and uh, as a guest, I said, "You're a guest, <laughs> even though you're." deeply integrated to the team uh who do you want to go first man um i say i would say you go first you go first yeah okay well this is the 50th episode and uh um, i've made 
not only the 50 masks for these episodes, but I've made hundreds of masks before. Um, and you asked me to pick some new words. So this is, uh, this is some new words. Um, and I'm, I, yeah, it, it, it was like, feels like feeling this thing all over again with just that prompt. So, yeah. uh, that's the mask and yeah. here are the words. And I know, I think I'm spelling them wrong. Cause I, I don't have, I haven't written these before, but the, so yeah. ambitious, yeah. determined and smart. And I th- I think the ambitious, there's this uh, audio that I listened to once um, by Jim Rohn called The Power of Ambition or something. And I remember uh, him, like that word, just hearing it over and over again about ambition, ambition. And um, I I think growing up, I just, I, I've always had like a lot of ambition. I think, I don't usually use that word. I say hardworking a lot of times, but I, I really want, to achieve, I, I, and, I, and I have to go back and I dance back and forth between like, I'm gonna achieve great things, and then that feeling like, who do you think you are, right? Like, yeah. so as much as I have the ambition, um, I also there's a lot of doubt. But let me stay on the front. The things I let people see, I don't. Yeah. I think people probably see more of the doubt than they do of the ambition. Although I'm really trying to show that I'm a bit ambitious. And I don't think they see the, oh, wow, this is interesting to even talk about. Yeah. I don't know that they see the doubt. I talk about the doubt a lot because I'm always in these real heartfelt conversations about where I think I should be at this time. So I feel like I, I show people that I'm ambitious. People who know how hard I've been working ever forward, they would say, this guy's ambitious. <laughs> <laughs> um, determined. Like, I, you know, when we don't get a grant, okay, let's keep moving. When... When a client backs out on a deal, okay, let's keep moving. Um, when I don't know how we're gonna keep it moving in a pan like pandemic, we're gonna we're gonna keep yeah. it moving. Like I'm just determined not not to quit. Um, and smart, I think, was the hardest one to write. Yeah, because because I think that I I think I'm pretty intelligent. I just don't talk about it. I, I purposely not go into my workshops trying to pr- prove how smart I am to people, even though I'm a thinker. Like I'm, I'm always thinking about stuff. I'm always trying to like analyze, break apart, research, learn. Like I'm, um, but when I say it with things, I gladly let people see. I'm glad when people see it. Yeah. And so maybe I, I, I try and show it, but I, I don't know that I. I don't think that I, it's harder when I write it. I, I'm thinking, I'm glad when people see it. Although I'm not trying to be like, let me tell you how smart I am. You know, like yeah. I just, but I'm glad that people do see it. Um, yeah, I think that's a, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting it's, one. So it's weird. I feel like there's different types of smart that people acknowledge, and some people acknowledge. I feel like engineering background your engineering background is like conventional smart conventional intelligence that a lot more people would would, you would see them recognize that in you but i don't know do you is it like switching over to emotional intelligence and working with youth and leading an organization is do you feel like people don't see that 
the intelligence as much anymore. I felt it right away when I first left engineering, like because yeah. I had the the difference in feelings. I had the difference between oh, when you when I you, I tell you I'm an engineer, I can see the look on your face. Like I'm, I'm I read a lot of energy with people. Like I'm like you can read people and they're like oh wow oh wow you yeah. oh wow you're an engineer yeah. wow I, I I remember the feeling and I remember the feeling like you know six months later when I tell somebody oh I'm a teacher and they're like yeah. oh yeah okay yeah. right I mean it's a it was almost night and day in terms of how how that felt and I think part of me just felt like when I be when I was becoming a teacher not really caring what other people thought, but I had a feeling that that wasn't enough. Yeah. I felt like, um, do I care what other people think? Yes and no, right? Like, yeah. I know what it feels like to have people think that you're doing something really important and, and meaningful. And I know what it feels like people say, oh, good. Oh, cool. Very yeah. nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, how, I feel how, like how, how noble of you. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like. I guess I should actually introduce myself too before I go in front of the mask. Because for those who don't know me, like I, I was a teacher too. You might you knew that about me, um, and I experienced those same exact conversations also. And yeah, I guess I think part of me definitely wanted to like compensate for that and kind of just like show. Uh, that it's by that teaching is by choice. It's not that like oh I couldn't I couldn't do anything else, so I just ended up doing this, you know. Like, which is sad. It's like hard to show. It's hard to get earn, earn people's earn people's respect for like how hard it is to run a classroom. And so then I feel like I end up kind of trying to flex yeah. my knowledge about other subjects about like culture or arts and film or things like that and then it's like yeah um yeah so i feel that big time yeah i, I mean i think it's almost even even the, even the side of like i'm trying to think of how many times i said to people oh i was an engineer and now yeah. i'm a teacher i think some yeah. in some in, in some audiences i would uh i would I would flip it like that. I, I remember when I went to go when I so I worked in a public school first, and then I went to go work at this private school. Yeah. Um, and I remember they having a little meet and greet when I first got there. And this guy um, at this private school in Marin, he walked over to me and he was like, "Oh, so um, how did they? How you know how did they find you?" <laughs> kind of <laughs> like I had been found off the side of the street somewhere, right? Yeah. And I was like. And and I, and I could feel his energy. I could feel I could feel his judgment. Yeah. He had he had a, he 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 was, you know, I mean I, I'm trying to think how much. So he he was a white guy, and yeah. he had a yeah. bow tie. He was yeah. like had a suit on with a bow tie, and I could just feel through his energy that he was he was he was in judgment mode, right? And he, now yeah. he the words he said you wouldn't be able to parse them. You know, words are only a little bit, right? The words yeah. are just, oh, oh, how did they find you? 
I'm like, <laughs> how do they find any teacher? Don't they go to some, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, what do you, but yeah. I remember like me feeling like, oh, I need to prove. And so I said, well, you know, actually, and I remember just like throwing down my, my resume, like yeah, yeah. In, in a way that was like, I, it, it didn't, I mean, I had been teaching for five years. I'd already started the Ever Forward Club. I had, you know, that stuff had happened. But yeah. I felt like, and I got to like, I got to flex on them. I had to flex on them. You know what I'm saying? Oh, actually, mm-hmm. I went to Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. I majored in civil engineering. I built, here's the, you know, big projects I built right around the Bay Area, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and then I was like, like, take that, take that. And that's one of the yeah. moments where I felt like I had to prove that I was smart, right? That I, the only yeah. reason I got there was, yeah, anyway, that's, yeah. that's wild. I also feel okay. like Okay. All right, your least, turn, man. Yeah. Your turn. Yeah. We, we, we still. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> say it. Say it. You <laughs> well, also I, feel what? Say it, I say also it. have like a big chip on my shoulder with like private school, like white culture. Like just another quick background on me. I grew up in San Francisco and my parents grew up in San Francisco and they didn't really trust the public school system. And uh, I went to private school, K to eight. I was it was it was weird. It was I was like you know middle class kid, um, surrounded by like the wealthiest people. It's like like the old owner of the Warriors went to school with me. And yeah, I mean even at that young K to eight age, you you feel the pressure of judgment of these elite elite people who you know think their shit don't stink and all that and a, a play date isn't just a play date it's like a, a political alliance between two parents you know and, and um, I think I still have a chip on my shoulder with that and I still feel like I need to prove myself I mean even after teaching like you said you do that I was a, I'm I'm a teacher, but I was an engineer. I, I still do the, like, I'm a, I'm a filmmaker. I don't even really say I'm a filmmaker, but I, you know, the idea would be I'm a filmmaker and I was a teacher. And then I feel like I have to explain how my teaching career parlayed into this filmmaking career um, as if I owe an explanation to someone or anyone. Um, I just, yeah. Anyways, front of the mask. <laughs> um, here's my. Mm, thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that. Here's um. Here's my drawing. This is this is me kind of bugging out. Um, Twenty nine, Oakland, California. I put um, inclusive, countercultural, kind of like you know alternative, I guess you can say, and uh, collected. And so I think starting with collected, I like to like try to appear like unflappable or try to appear always calm or um, try to appear peaceful. I don't know if it, it, if I necessarily show that or I think I show that, but you know, people actually see, um, kind of more of my like nervous energy because I do feel like I kind of have a nervous energy that I try to bottle in and try to 
feel like everything's fine. Everything's going according to plan. Um, yeah, I think some of that is kind of like wanting to seem unfazed and kind of like that, that, that chip on the shoulder that I talked about with private school and kind of keeping appearances. Um, so that's collected. And I think it's something that I've always, I think by high school, I really like owned it. This kind of like calm, hippie persona. Um, and I think that kind of goes into that countercultural thing. Like, by countercultural, I think like K to eight, I was the, the Asian kid, the middle class kid um, amongst all these, you know, white people that would argue about whether their parents going to Stanford was better than their parents going to Cal. And, um, and I think me sitting there saying like, saying and thinking like my parents like didn't even finish city college. It, it kind of made me want to always, uh, revolt against like the current power structure, um, and pursue avenues in, in this world that, are different than working at a hedge fund or, you know, going to law school or becoming an engineer or things like that. Um, and then in high school, it was kind of opposite. I went to public high school. So first I was too Asian for the white people, public high school. I was, I was too white for the Asian people. And so there was always, I kind of, in have enjoyed kind of being a different kind of hybrid person, but um, I think that kind of has some of its pitfalls when you like fully buy into that identity instead of just kind of embracing what you have in common with people, um, what you share as a, you know, instead thinking about what differentiates you, it's kind of tiring, I guess. And then my last one is inclusive. I, I do feel, I feel like I'm not, I think it, you know, I, it's a thing that people really enjoy in me that I um, want to make people feel comfortable, want to make people feel included. You know, after listening to your podcast all the time, you always talk about how you you smile a lot and you kind of are working on um, not smiling too much. Um, I smile a ton to make people feel comfortable and I kind of wonder like is it a bad thing it's I think what's worse is when you're smiling a lot to make people comfortable and you're aware of it and then you're trying to pull it back and then you're kind of like somewhere in the middle you know and then you're not really embracing one side of yourself or the other side of yourself you know if you're a person who smiles, just smile. Um, uh, and at times I feel like I'm self-conscious about like trying, like, oh, I'm in a group setting. This person hasn't gotten to say something in a while and I want to make them feel included. And then, um, you know, and then, then you're kind of like walking the line to with being like calculated about feeling included, but also like being someone who's like emotionally sensitive and that being something that people appreciate in you. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like 
my mask is very loaded after listening wow. to a year's worth of podcasts, but yeah. <laughs> and not only listening, but uh, like listening, but also uh, uh, being a part of it and picking pieces apart. And yeah. like you, you, you did more, right. Even, even it's a deeper part. It's like, imagine when you, when you're helping with the notes and you're like, Oh, that thought, Oh, that one. Right. Like, I think, man, yeah. And I, and I, and I, and the smiling one 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 that just got me when you just said it right now because I think about that in between space. I, I I remember being in some places where I was at some kind of party or some yeah. dinner thing or some something, and I remember just feeling like my cheeks were hurting. Yeah. Right. Because I'm trying to, mm-hmm. and, and I and I and I, I'm not thinking I'm being I'm not trying to be inauthentic. I mean, mm-hmm. to smile feels good to me, but then yeah. at some points I'm just like, goodness gracious. Can can I now stop? Like, yeah, what happens if yeah. I just stop smiling right here? And I'm clear, I'm clear that my uh, my natural resting face looks like I'm like I'm upset. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just it it just doesn't look pleasant, you know. Like it's, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, and then I'm just like. Okay, I guess I gotta keep the smile up. I've already, I've already created the comfort with with it, and so, but now my cheeks are hurting, and I'm like, now I'm like in that place of like, I just want to just, yeah, I just want to just close my eyes and just rest for a minute, you know? <laughs> yeah. But um, man, genuine, yeah, yeah. it's forced. Wow, wow. the yeah. smile. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like that one picture. I don't think I've shown it to you yet. As a picture, I think I posted one of them uh where a photographer um he's here from the bay area he was like okay i'm gonna take a picture of you and i, I sat down in the chair and i was like and he's like I, I i want you just not to smile and i was like i looked at him like hmm like yeah how do you do that how do you just pick camera comes out my mom was always like smile for the camera right so it's like you just always put it on I, I remember i got a family picture there was we were arguing right before the picture like yeah like i was or I was in I was enraged about something. And we got to the picture and my mom was like, You better put a smile on your face. <laughs> yeah. I'm about to pay for these pictures. You better have a and I remember every time I look at that picture, I'm like, I was not happy. Like, yeah. I put a smile on. I I got I, I'm good at putting that on. And um, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put a note here for smile because I'm I'm gonna pull I'm gonna pull up that image because I'm a because uh-huh. I really like the image. The image that I have of me. Just sitting there in the chair, just looking at the camera. Yeah, yeah. Man, I remember being. I posted one in some some person. Just being. Yeah, I, I really like it, and I'm also scared to post it. Like I'm, I'm scared to put it as a profile pic because I'm like, people are gonna be like, "Why are you angry?" Yeah. <sighs> How I, funny that is that that's yeah that that I that I noticed it. I think of it as like, if I had a picture like that, people might think like, "Who do you think you are?" You know, you think you're like some model or something that is, you know, posing on GQ kind of thing. Um, and I think, I mean, that's yeah. like some of the skill that I appreciate in actors. Um, you know, not being someone who acts, but someone who's worked with actors, just people who are comfortable being in their own skin and being in the skin of the character and just fully committing to the character and not. Not kind of being halfway in, halfway out, or kind of being slightly embarrassed and, you know, diffusing the situation. You're just, like, 
Yeah, I'm just gonna be, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, something that's coming up. I mean, like since you are, since you have that understanding about the smiling thing, how how have you experienced other people are making friends? Right? If you're if you're kind of like in this, I'm gonna I'm be. Uh, countercultural i'm going to be but i also want to be inclusive like mm -hmm. have you experienced have you experienced the other side of the smile mm. where other people noticed it too oh yeah yeah i think people definitely have noticed it even one memory is like middle school i think it was like really like embarrassment like when you're, I feel like a smile for me is a good way to like diffuse embarrassment. So I just remember I had this really cool shirt and I loved uh, the basketball player, Kevin Garnett, when I was a kid. And I had this shirt and it had this big Kevin Garnett head on it. And then they also put these fake like diamond earrings on his ears and I just thought it was so cool and it was so different. And then I, I wear it to like a school dance and I'm not ready for people yet to, to comment on it, whether they're appreciating, appreciating it or like making a funny observation. I'm just like not ready for any of that attention. And then I just have this big smile and, um, and then they, someone pointed it out. Like, why are you, you you're smiling so much this entire time? And I think it was, it was just the most extreme smile that I can remember. Um, and yeah, I think other times, other times, kind of like that Jokari window idea that people see things about you that you don't even realize they see about you. I think people see how, well, A, yeah, how much I smile to diffuse a situation, even when it's a sad moment, if I need to say, share something sad. I might smile uh, because I'm not ready to like be someone that like is in his feelings and like asking for your sympathy or attention. So even if it's something sad, I might smile and be like, Oh, I don't need everybody to like ask how I'm doing and like give me a bunch of care or whatever. Um, and then another is um, I think one thing was also just like being like, like too accommodating i think um sometimes i don't realize like things that i do that are way too accommodating and then people point that out even like even when i like you know disagree about like how good or bad a song is you know i might completely disagree with you about this song but i'll i'll still like try to like if you have a differing opinion, I'll still kind of like repeat your opinion and kind of still make you feel like you, like I hear your opinion when really I'm pretty sure people don't really care about that all that much. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> I think we're going towards the back of the mask here for sure. Well, let's take a breath, man. I'll let you do that first. And then it's yeah. Because, yeah, now we're about to go. <laughs> We've been. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. oh, you know, one other thing, it's definitely uh, students, when I would be kind of giving 
you know, directive feedback or direction towards students. I feel like I, and I was frustrated. I would smile. Mm. And then the students are always the one that, that points stuff out <laughs> about you. That, um, you don't realize you're doing. Mm. But, yeah. <laughs> Uh, they're relentless, huh? They're they're relentless, aren't they? Right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah. They 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 love pointing things out. I have a yeah. That's a we'll, we'll get into. We're, we're gonna have one. We're gonna have one of those conversations soon yeah. about teachers. We probably should do a teacher episode about how the mass of teachers show up in our in our work and our conversation mm-hmm. in, in our in, in the work of teaching, right? Um, uh, maybe it's, maybe it's an idea we do soon. Is like the hmm, okay. You got me. I'm, I'm coming with ideas while while we're while we're having a show. Yeah, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna just say yeah, yeah, teachers yeah. and okay. Here we go. Back of mask. Here we go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, and I, and I'm putting some question marks on these. Let me just show it before I start mm-hmm. changing stuff. All right, here it goes. Mm-hmm. Wanting kids, legacy, and am I good enough? Yeah. And I, I think in the since 2015, when we started doing these workshops, I may have written about kids once, maybe. Legacy, mm-hmm. you know, am I good enough? Maybe once or twice, but very rare. <sighs> and I, the reason I wrote the only reason I wrote the question was about wanting kids is because uh, you know I always, I mean, I grew up being a father, running the, being the man of the house, having a responsibility. And I ask myself that question a lot sometimes. I, I know that I don't want the responsibility. You, you know what I mean? Like I think the wanting kids part and the legacy part are probably connected because it's like, like how do you, oh wow, this is just coming up, coming up. It's, I feel this already. Yeah. <laughs> Um. Oh man, man. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. I think it's like um. Like I, I think deep down. Like I've always wanted to be a father. I thought I would be a good father. I didn't have one, so I like I can think of all the things I would want to do, with like my child. Right. And I think when I, as I put that energy into the mentoring work, right. I put that energy into the mentoring work. When I raised two of my godsons, I put the energy into helping raise them. Um, and I think like, but they, you know, they disappear. Right. Yeah. Maybe they don't disappear. They just um they go off and they have their own life, right? So yeah. they don't owe me anything necessarily, right? Like, like not that you and your kids owe you anything, but it's like yeah. I imagine if you were a good parent, they would stay connected, right? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow. Um yeah. okay, okay. I'm yeah. just gonna come on, we're getting it back together. We'll get it together. It's okay. It's yeah. part of man, I didn't plan this, but this is what is happening. This is Ooh we yeah. um, I think that so then I 
I was I was trying to like, you know, only recently have I got connected back to the branch family, right? And so I think about the branch family, like this is the last, you know, eight years, 10 years. So like uh, there was, uh, you know, the, the original eight brothers and sisters, my grandfather was one of them, Delta Branch Sr. He had, my, my grandfather had two sons, Delta Branch Jr. and my uncle Johnny. My father died before I was born. And then uncle Johnny had his kids. So my dad had two kids, me and my brother. Uh, yeah. My brother uh, battles his own issues in life and he has one son. So I'm like from, if I think about the family tree, and you look, you can look at the family tree. There's some of the, some of the grand, you know, my, my great uncles who had like 10, 15, 20 kids. So their tree looks like this bushy, amazing things. Right. And their yeah. kids had kids and kids and kids. And my, our, my, the leg where I'm on, um, it goes my, uh, my, it goes, you know, my, my father and his brother. And then it goes off my father goes my, me and my brother. Yeah. My brother has one son and I don't have any, right? Yeah. So, um, when I, so part of me feels like, Okay, so then what happens? Like the end of that tree stops right there. Like, like, yeah. and so I think it, like, I don't talk about it because I really yeah. feel it. Like, I really yeah. feel like, like, where does, <laughs> like, I imagine like people who, are building a legacy who are building they build family and they build this structure and they will continue to live out beyond them what happens what happens when i die right so yeah. it stops right there right it stops like yeah. and i think i only started thinking about this when i really met the branch family i didn't even before yeah. 2012 my grandmother had never let me meet the branch family so i didn't have the the visual of like legacy and people and family and tr like, I just knew my, me and my brother and I knew my cousins here in Oakland and I just yeah. I, don't, I don't know it made it more real it made it more real when I realized that my family tree is bigger than what I originally thought and that I, I I'm not showing up <laughs> as a person who plays a role in built in in in, in the longevity of that family tree so that's what um that's what yeah that's what is really present and um and then I think the last one I put there wow this is a this came this is all wow powerful yeah, man goodness yeah, gracious yeah. um I wrote am I good enough and oh, you know this dream this 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 organizational dream I gotta hold on a second hold on a second yeah Okay. Okay. All right. Well, uh, yeah. as I think about um, this, this, this activity, and I think about as many times as I've made this, you know, most times if I'm in presentation mode, my, my, my feeling is to, I got to keep it together. Yeah. And I presented this hundreds of times. So I can't break down in a workshop, you know, I can, 
let myself tear a little bit, but I can't break down. I can't do this in a workshop. Like that's, yeah. that's too much. Right. That's, <laughs> um, so yeah, I think I rarely ever go too deep on the mask because I'm usually in facilitator mode and I have yeah. to like put something that's real and true, but something that's not going to mm-hmm. totally <laughs> unleash. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, when you told me to think about things I have not written before, uh, it just uh, it opened those up. And so yeah. um, I think when it gets to I am I good enough, I just sometimes am uh, I'm, I'm I get in my own way. I think I get afraid. I get like you're posting too much. Don't post. Blah, blah, blah. I, I do. I do all that stuff. And I and I'm and I'm actually ready to stop that. I'm actually ready to stop that. And I think I'm not sure what it's going to take to really officially stop that. Maybe hire somebody to just manage my social media so that yeah. stuff will just go. And I'm not like I'm not blocking stuff because I know. Anyway, all that to say, um, but I'm also excited about the journey because I'm I'm clear. I'm clear about a lot of where it comes from, and I think I have been for so long like. Uh, ignoring the eight-year-old boy in me who needed who needed to be cared about who needed to be heard who needed to be seen and i i shut him off and i shut him i shut him down and i turned into the man who would like just and i think only you know over the last year has this awakening of this story been like a new awakening in my own life and so yeah yeah (sighs) Yeah, man. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, man, thank you. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna stop there. Yeah, it does feel like it's a very, like visceral experience, uh, kind of like a world perspective changing experience, you know, like redefining legacy, redefining, you know, because I'm sure like, I mean, every teacher has heard this about like, I mean, I've heard this too, like, oh, you know, your legacy is all the different students that you've impacted. And I'm sure it's like tenfold or a hundredfold for you as it is for me. Um, But sometimes, like, you just don't want to hear that, you know? And there's, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, that's like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you whipped that all out. Like, I didn't. It's, yeah, it's something like you should just be allowed to let out and not have the person on the other end try to, like, coach you through it or reason you through it. Sometimes it just needs to be <laughs> let out, you know? Yeah, for real, for real. Hoo-wee. Thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for Thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah, I would not have. I've written if like thank you. I mean, I really appreciate you for that because actually, I wouldn't have wrote those um, mm-hmm. if I, I probably was just went in autopilot and right. Yeah, and yeah. To to just really think about them and like, hmm, what is it I'm not really wanting to write? What is it that I don't really want to say? What is what is yeah. it I don't kind of want to say, but I know I should and I could and I so. Those are the those are the journey, man. It's part of the journey. So I appreciate yeah. you, man. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. yeah. 
Thank you. I appreciate you. I'm going to do the back of my mask. I'm going to let my dog in my room real quick because I, he's okay. kind of whining a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so here's my back of my mask. Um, I put opinionated, uh, regretful, and embarrassment. Um, I feel like all three of these words, I was thinking about this, like have something to do with boundaries and how I set my boundaries. Um, I think specifically regretful. I think there are times where I, you know, let people, I'm too accommodating and I let people you know, walk over me and, and I don't want that to happen. And then it does happen. And then, and then I have this like regret afterwards. Um, I think one thing specifically that's, that's kind of just been on the front of my mind, like leading up to this recording is, um, you know, occasionally like, stuff about, you know, you know, assault or like being violated or um, being taken advantage of has come up on the podcast. And um, yeah, I, I just had like a very, um, like, you know, someone, I mean, I was older, I was in college, but someone was like, my best friend and but at the same time you know it was just a very like um like unhealthy relationship um like unbalanced relationship and um you know I was yeah I was able to set that boundary but I think I regret just how long it took for me to do that um I think part of that was, you know, wanting to be this kind of like inclusive and um, social justice minded person who wants to, you know, empathize with someone else's background and struggles and mental health, but then kind of allowing that to um, kind of, you know, encroach upon how I stand up for myself and what boundaries I have. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, opinionated is another thing that kind of comes with boundaries too, like not, not standing up for your opinions. I, I feel like that's how, that's how you um, establish who you are and what you represent. And um um, I think I, I, I share my opinions, but then I back off of them by trying to empathize with the other opinion too often. Um, and, um, yeah, I, there are times where I remember getting called out on that, on, on things that like are like pretty trivial things, like talking about like 
which uniforms are cool. <laughs> you know, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't even just like say, oh, I think this this uniform should be better than that uniform. And I couldn't leave it at that. I, I had to say like, but I see where you're coming from with this X, Y, and Z. And then like, just kind of a lighthearted conversation. And someone pointed that out. And then, you know, someone calls you on that. And then all of a sudden, some conversation that, probably would have been forgotten is something I remember from like nine years ago you know like I get like one another teacher thing is that like humans remember negative feedback like five times more often than positive feedback and like thing that negative feedback just like drilled into my head after hearing that um and then uh, with embarrassment I think embarrassment kind of goes hand in hand with collected, which is on the front of the mask where, you know, I try not to show when I'm embarrassed. Um, or, or I'm embarrassed about choices I've made. Um, but I think like, you know, I'm, I'm still kind of like finding that dance with like mature embarrassment and like the types of ways where you can, you know, stand up in your embarrassment and own it and form deeper connections with people by doing that, by, you know, making yourself more vulnerable and making them feel your authenticity. Um, yeah, I think more might come up with embarrassment later, but that's that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about that, like, uh, like the taking advantage of and people like I, I really realized that. Like, I mean, I was thinking about like middle school. I was thinking about like after middle school, like I forgot where I think I answered this question on the card game the other day. So a story just kind of re resurfaced where, um, a guy in high school, middle school who I really wanted to be friends with. And I, I think um, I took a lot of crap from <laughs> from people because I wanted to fit in the circle group and whatever. And I remember uh, after high school, you know, I mean, I'm a college student and uh, this person needed help to go visit their, you know, their mother out of town. Um, and I was like, well, and they didn't have a credit cards, but I had a credit card. I mean, I was a college student, so I had like five credit cards, yeah. way too many. And uh, they asked me to help, you know, rent this car. So they could, we could drive to Missouri. They said, come with us. Come with us. We're going on a road trip. We're going to go to Missouri. And uh, <laughs> the the car, Missouri Missouri weather in, in December is different than California weather. So this this is a California car. And when it got into Missouri, it was like, hey, I don't work in this kind of weather. And the car just stopped, right? Literally, the yeah. car stopped working. And we were like, what the heck? So literally, the car died. We called the rental place. They're like, you weren't supposed to leave California? I'm like, what do you mean you weren't supposed to leave California? We told the person we were going to Missouri. Like, mm. this is a California rental only. I'm like, where? In the fine print. And it was there. I mean, I felt stupid, yeah. but I felt bad. But I'm also like, and I only got the basic insurance, right? So... But not only because in the insurance situation, but because I left the state, I've, I've voided the contract, basically. 
and they charged my maxed out my card. Like all they could get was like, you know, whatever, $5,000. They maxed it out. Ooh, yeah. And literally we were stranded there. They were, they weren't going to help us. They were like, it's your fault, blah, blah, blah. We'll send somebody to come pick up the car, but you're, you know, and I was like, yeah. man. And so anyway, long story short, I mean, I'm only telling the story because the dude just left me hanging. Like, didn't try and pay me back, like just disappeared. And I was like, what the heck, Ashanti? Like you, you really like, and it was just like one of the moments where like, you're an adult. Like, what do you do? Dude, I'm going to sue somebody. I'm going to take them to small claims court, blah, blah, blah. And I just was like, that's me. It's on me. It's on me for allowing this to happen. And for, I mean, what can you do when somebody's, when somebody just, you know, yeah, uh, it's yeah. dishonorable. Is 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 dishonest and doesn't keep their word. You know, you just you just can't do really anything about it. So, um, but yeah, I think those moments where I didn't really want to tell anybody because I felt embarrassed that I had first of all that I allowed it to yeah. happen, that I let it happen, that I participated in something like that happening, and so. Um, yeah, thank you for sharing that. And it, it just, it's, I mean, literally, that story has come back twice in the last week. So um, yeah. that means me, I need to write that story out. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess I, it's I, like, I appreciate that. You're sometimes like you rationalize decisions, at least from my perspective. I rationalize mm -hmm. decisions to myself and, you know telling myself that they're they're based in some principle that i follow but really mm -hmm. um, yeah there there's there's a, a more uncomfortable decision that i should have made in that moment you know like yeah there's a there's the yeah a boundary i should have set in that moment and but like in your mind you know we we can we can kind of tell our own stories to ourselves all we want and and <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but really I, yeah. I i saw this documentary mm -hmm. recently and it was talking about how this one scientist was studying how humans make decisions and a lot of times you know in our our brain is like a mass of chemicals and and chaos that are kind of just reacting emotionally to however you're feeling and whatever you're comfortable feeling. Um, and then we try to make sense of it afterwards. You know, we can, we can, we make a decision and then we start telling ourselves our own story afterwards that somehow justifies like, you know, choices that I made that, um, that like, yeah, I need to, confront more and work on uh, and heal yeah yeah. Mm. yeah and heal that's the word that's the word <laughs> to let it heal is one thing right yeah yeah i wonder i mean imagine imagine like the analogy if you put a band-aid on something or you wrap it up it's going to keep the moisture inside and it's going to keep it's not going to really heal I mean, the bandages, like usually to keep it protected from external stuff, from getting worse, right? But the healing yeah. is you need the air, right? 
And sometimes mm-hmm. when we cover up the things, we don't deal with them or talk about them. They don't get better. They just kind of wait. <laughs> They're like, okay, well, if, you, if you get this bandage off, I can start healing. Right now, I'm just staying moist under here and cr- probably creating a different kind of culture under there that probably is not. It could be work. Could be getting worse technically. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And then when you oh, when you expose it. You got to see the ugliness of it, right? You got to see it. Like you got to, it's like all different, discolored, you know, even no matter what mm-hmm. tone of skin, like it's discolored because it's been covered up for so long. And you're like, whoa, that looks ugly. I don't want to see that. Yeah. And you may be tempted yeah. to cover it up again. Or, yeah. But the, Certain the scab things, needs, yeah. it needs oxygen. Mm-hmm. Things yeah. you do. Certain things you do as a result of something that happened, like, it may look completely different, you know. It's like almost like four or five mm-hmm. steps away from what the original prompt or what the original cause was if you just let it let it sit for so long. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> and I think we've seen that, man. I think, you know, I think we've seen that in terms of like all the guests who've come on, right? Whether they're mm-hmm. From the young age, right, 13, 14, our last two guests are there, like, you know, like my my mentor, Sean Dove, who is like older, right, who is who recalls a story of him being nine and what he never dealt with then that he's now having to deal with now. You know, like, I, I think so many times that it's been people telling, sharing their story that's going to opened up this idea that, oh, yeah, Shanti. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and I think that I don't know why. Well, I don't know. Maybe I do know why, but I think recently I was thinking about like why it's so hard for me to kind of try and write this book. Right? I'm not. I haven't, I'm not shy of talking necessarily, but why is it so hard yeah. for me to write this book? Well, when I get in front of the computer, I'm just like, I'm left to my own thoughts, and my thoughts are like all over the place. But I'm much. If I'm sitting on the phone with you, like you and I are sometimes having talks, I'm like, dude, I should have recorded that. That was. <laughs> And I, I, I don't even know what I say after 10 minutes. I'm like, what? I, I just said something, right? And I think, I don't know who I heard it from. I don't, know if you, I don't know if it was a podcast or someone where it was like, I think I get more inspiration through conversation. I think I get, mm-hmm. I think my flow happens in connection to people as opposed to just me by myself having a wild idea. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm more, and- yeah knowing knowing that about yourself and being aware of of what works and what doesn't and just kind of i think being like able to say oh like it may be like just sitting in front of a computer is not me that's just someone else mm-hmm. and it, it's nothing yeah. against me and, and my skill set um and i'm i'm gonna you know leverage what i'd do best instead of dwell on like yeah. trying to force it one way. Um, yeah. 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 And maybe that's what I'm going to do. Maybe that's what I need to do. Maybe that's the next step. If this is as we're moving into this second year and as we're, I mean, before I jump into that, cause that's, I, I can't feel myself <laughs> wanting to jump into that. I want to, yeah, yeah. I want us to close and I mean, not close, but I want us to finish. Is there anything else that you, want to say want to share want to reveal in this you know after 50 episodes of being a part of this or is there anything uh that you want to ask 
me um, or anything that feels like would be good as a, you know, I'm always like looking ahead, yeah. right? So I, I found myself like already kind of in process mode. I'm like, wait, slow down. We're on a show. We're on a show. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Right? It's not, a, it's not our production meeting. This is a, but also like, I, I, yeah. So let me start there. I think one thing that um, kind of leading up to this conversation I've struggled with, like I, I told my wife that I was doing this and um, one thing that's always just been like changing or elusive or something that I didn't think was elusive. It was like answering the question, um, what do you stand for? And like, I feel like I kind of think of myself as someone who like knows what he stands for. But then when I asked it, when she asked it, it just kind of just became so much more intangible than I thought it would be. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, do you do you think you can kind of answer that question too? I kind of settled on right now. I I I kind of settled on craft. I really respect craft and art like that. That the the idea that there is like that earth is designed so specifically that we can li- even live on it that we, we're the perfect distance from the sun and everything's mm. crafted a certain way i kind of want to like respect that the rules of the craft and breaking rules of the craft in in film i, I guess that's kind of what i stand for but I kind of always used to think that you have to stand for something more than that. You know, you have to stand for, you know, social justice or Black Lives Matter or, you know, like major things. But sometimes, like, I don't know, I just felt good to kind of like simplify it for myself. Yeah, I don't know. Do you you know how you would answer that? I mean, it's a beautiful question. Is it? Yeah. I think what I what I stand for, I mean, I definitely stand for justice and respect and freedom. Um, I, I stand for the ability to speak your mind, even though sometimes I don't. <laughs> I mean, I stand yeah. for living in a place where you can feel free of worry that the people who are supposed to be keeping the peace or the people bringing the pain and the, the, the sadness and fear. And, um, I stand stand for my, my wellness and well being, like self care. I stand for that. I stand for, yeah, I think, I mean, I I have lots of thoughts that I think I stand for. I think I know, I know what I stand for when I feel myself get frustrated and angry about things, you know, like I think that's how I define what I'm, what I stand for. Like when I see, if I scroll through social media and I'm like, nope, I'm not watching that. I'm not watching nobody else get shot and killed and murdered. I'm not watching nobody get attacked. I'm not like I. I'll be like, today I can't handle it. Maybe one every once in a while I'll I'll take a little dive in to look at some of the of the horrible news that happens in our world. Cause I don't want to be miseducated. I don't want to be um, out of the loop. But I'm also I have a certain level of tolerant I, I have a low level of tolerance to see anybody else murdered in yeah. cold blood right 
And I, and I think that I was talking to someone the other day and I was like, look, I've watched growing up. I remember from the Terminator, even before that, but I say Terminator is what a movie I remember when I'm really young. Like, I don't know how many people died in Terminator. Lots of them. I remember mm-hmm. Commando. I remember, I remember Arnold Schwarzenegger dropping a dude off of the roof of a of a, of a parking garage or something, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I was I've watched crazy things, you know. But there's something to be said about like watching it when even even your your body may not your eyes may not know that it's fake, but you kind of know it's fake to then watching it for real. Yeah, there's something to be said, and I and I and I know that my my level of tolerance. I can watch a movie where you know things are exploding and blowing up and whatever, and you're just like, oh wow, 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 wow. And I watch <laughs> one person get beat down by the police, and my my body goes into like a level of like discomfort that is almost yeah. bewildering, right? And so, so I think I stand. I, I'm I'm clear about some of the times when I stand for some of those things. I think I wish I just. I think those are things I stand against, right? And then I think yeah. really being clear about what are the things I stand for. And um, and my phone has, excuse me, my phone yeah. has lots of videos where I made videos about what I stood for, and then I hold them back. I'm like, ah, eh, eh, people don't really care what I think. Yeah, so even yeah. though I'm clear about things I stand for, and I could probably have you know lots of videos of my words, man, I wonder how to do that, you know. How, how do I stand for something more? And so I'm I'm really working on that. I'm really working on that. So yeah, uh, yeah. Beautiful question. Beautiful question. Um, yeah, that was why. Yeah, because I just feel like I don't. I need to stand up more. That's kind of that's mm-hmm. what kind of hit me after all, all the build up and lead up to this conversation. Um, yeah. And just you know, I need to stand up more, and then also just need to f- figure out really what it is i'm solid on you know but, yeah so yeah 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 well you know i i as i think about like what it what is that what what is what is my position on certain things like right like i think like when a when a man on, on this show says something really deeply moving like i i'm taking it what do i stand for i stand for letting him I either have that space and how do I yeah. like what I have a dance to play right I'm like oh I really want to ask a deeper question but I'm like uh how much is too much yeah. right in this already in exposing uh opening up that back of that mask right and so yeah like when I think about those kind of things what I stand for like I stand for creating a space I spent I stand for having a society where men don't have to worry about whether by speaking your truth that people would mm-hmm. not honor you as how you identify as a man. Right. And I think, yeah. So I, so I, yeah. So I think, I think that's. Yeah. Listening. <laughs> I think, you know? A lot of listening. Yeah. 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 I, I was in an argument. No, I was an argument. Uh, I'll use the word argument, but he and I were having going back and forth. Me and Sam, uh, one of the social emotional leadership Academy young men, we were going back and forth, right, about a TikTok post, right? Now, I don't, I don't claim to know nothing about TikTok, but every time, um, but the the three things I do know is because I've asked people who have like big followings, right? And so I was giving, I was giving him feedback, 
And he was like, no, nah, I don't think that's going to work. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we kept going back and forth. And I'm like, Sam, look, I, I'm not claiming that I know everything, but I, and even these three things I think I know, I don't really know, no. I just heard them from someone who knows. But if you're going from your own opinion and you're not going to go from research, then we're not making a good decision. And we and we were going back and forth. He was like, well, uh, he, you know, and I've, I've, been, I've been having discussions with young people for, what, 17 yeah. years, even before, right? But he was like, well, I think this, this conversation is a waste of time, right? And I'm like, well, no, it's not a waste of time. We're... We, we can have a difference of opinion and still keep discussing it until we get to a place of like, how do we want to move forward? Right. And I think that what oftentimes happens is in our communities, we don't discuss, we, we, we don't have people we can discuss a difference of opinion with. It's either mm. I'm right, you're wrong. Therefore, okay, well, then we're not going to talk anymore. As opposed to being able to like have the, dis- the dissonance in our own system to say, I don't like what this person is saying, but it doesn't mean that they are wrong. It just means that I don't agree. I, I may think they're wrong. They may be wrong. But if that means that I don't listen to anybody who thinks different than me, I don't have any, I don't build up a muscle of a resistance, of resilience to say, I can have a conversation with somebody who thinks different than me. I mean, you know, in our social media world, we don't have to think about, we don't have to listen to anybody who doesn't think like us. Yeah, because we can just scroll past it. We can like we algorithm tells us, oh, here's the things that say and things that you like. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think sometimes it's almost that thing of how do we. And so we, we had a really good conversation about it. I said, listen, I'm not I'm not judging you, but I am saying like. If you're not if we're not going to listen to each other, like and I think the conversation, the part of the reason I mentioned it is that I think oftentimes in this work. Um, when when I'm like. When, when 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 I'm working with a young person or we're talking to another man and we're hit we hit that level of discomfort, like the question is how do, how quickly do you abort the conversation, right? Like mm-hmm. he was willing to just abort the conversation, right? He was gonna abort. I said no, slow down. Why why do why do we run from the conversation? Why do I? And I think that there's, there's a dance oftentimes. And so anyway, I say that say that just to say, you know, I'm really thankful for the journey that we've we've got to be on here. And I, and I think I still. I want to make sure I leave room if there's anything else you want to say, but I just, I just want to appreciate you. Let me, let me do that right now. So, yeah. um, because, because I think we've been, we've had lots of conversations, you know, like, you know, lots of things that, you know, like that I've noticed. And then you said, you would tell me something. I'm like, well, what about this? Or what about that? And, and to be able to have this dialogue with you that I can just say, All right, um, let me just, let me just say it in the best way I can say it right now. Right. Cause I think that sometimes, I know that I have a lens, my lens is, you know, my lens is seeing it like this. And sometimes I don't see other lenses as well. And I, and that's why I think, um, I've enjoyed this year so much is I've been able to connect with you and to, um, to have you on this team. So I just want to appreciate you, man. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate you too. Yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, yeah. Difficult conversations, fun conversations. Um, you know, disagreements, agreements. Uh, yeah, I, I think I've grown a lot through this process and learned a lot about myself and just gained more respect for what you do with with all the youth and all the, I mean, youth, educators, adults, 
children, adolescents, you know, all eight and, um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I think it was a big, a big risk like two years ago to, to try to, you know, start my own video production unit. And, um, I'm, I'm just so thankful. Like it hasn't, it couldn't have worked out better and I couldn't have learned more. Um, and I really appreciate you for that. Yeah. Right on. Well, I'm glad we met. I'm glad we met at that, uh, create the space event. And when I told that story, one of those stories for the first time, I was like, yeah. what did you just do? What'd you just do? What happened? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it was that, uh, what I call it. Somebody, somebody said it the other day. It was called, um, uh, vulnerability, uh, hangover. You're like, oh, yeah. What I was just, and I think, <laughs> I think I called you a couple of days. I'm like, is that thing going live? Is that, that thing won't be going live. Will it, it's gonna, you, <laughs> you, you lost the footage, right? I'm sure you lost the footage, right? All the footage is gone. Right. Because yeah. I was like, Oh my God. I just, and it was, uh, it was one of the moments. Right. But, it, but I'm so thankful for it. And, um, for the journey that we get to go on now because we're about to, we, you know, we're, we're, it's picking up some steam. I think it's picking up some steam, you know? And I think yeah. there's some opportunities that are coming up for us that are going to, be transformative and are going to help more people, more men, more young men, more families, more communities, more, more women who get to learn from men telling their story about what things we don't get to talk about, like more people in general. I think mm. who knows what's to come. I have no idea uh, fully, you know, for all, all those out there. And I'm excited about continuing to have these conversations with men of all ages. We're going to have a man from um, India on the show coming up soon. And, uh, Another man from Mexico on the show pretty soon. Not another man. I think it'll be our first man who's actually lives in Mexico on the show. Mm. Um, so I'm super excited about that. And uh, and maybe we, you know, maybe we even take a trip there and do the podcast on on the, on on live. You know, like I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. We, maybe maybe we get we get creative in this next season and see what we can do to to tell these stories and continue using. You know, uh, our tools here was in Caster and 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 Zoom, um, but also being able to tell these stories in more amazing ways. So, yeah. Anything, anything else you want to say before we wrap it up here, brother? I think that's it. Um, I could do the, the usual plug at the end that every guest does. Um, please do a, you got to i have a you, website yeah <laughs> i have a website no no own like, it own it own it own it own yeah, it start, yeah. start, start over start over <laughs> take take it like yeah. this is you this is you <laughs> so what i do is you know beyond ashanti's podcast I, I i work with a lot of nonprofit groups that want to get their message out and um i you know create uh little films or little videos that uh, allow them to, you know, share their essence and help people be more aware of all the great work they do. Um, I kind of grew up and fell in love with film through documentary film. And from there I've kind of grown and fallen and fallen in love with learning the, the narrative form, the scripted form. Um, and so, you know, if I'm not, you know, like 
quote working for for money and uh, creating short films and experience experimenting with the um scripted format writing screenplays things like that um i did just finally complete a short film and i've been sending it to festivals and um as far as i've heard it's, it is going to be in one festival so uh, and i'm waiting for all the other submissions i've given so that's off to a good start so far um and yeah I mean, you can see my work at yes. my name ryan louis portfolio dot wordpress.com and my instagram is ryan louis r-y-n-l-o-u-i-e yeah, there it is <laughs> all right yeah. It's going to be in the show notes, folks. It's, it's going to be in the show notes. You're going to be able to find them. And uh, like I said, this this podcast is a, a team effort. And uh, we're so thankful for Ryan for being a part of this with us. And we, I am thankful for him being here with me. And um, thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of this journey with us. You know, we are uh, excited about what's to come. Um, and we look forward to um, even more amazing guests uh, from around the world um, talking about these masks and we invite you to continue being part of this movement you can make your mask at 100kmasks.com and we look forward to seeing you in the next episode thank you everybody stay tuned for even more amazingness as we round out this summer and the school year starts so and I, and I think we're gonna be working on a film year two let's go yeah. let's go <laughs> Taking Off the Mask podcast is produced by Ryan Louie. Editing videography is also by Ryan Louie. Graphics by Kelly Wong. And a special thanks to the team at Ever Forward, Vanessa Cortez and Kevin Romero. And I'd like to thank everyone who's been a part of the creation of this podcast. As we hit this one-year anniversary, we hope that everyone who's been a part knows that they're a part of the Taking Off the Mask experience. And we look forward to you being a part of it as well. If you liked what you heard today, please like, subscribe, and share. And we look forward to us continuing to offer conversations that matter. Take care. See you soon.